The Humble Entrepreneur Podcast. My personal take on life and business by Robert Terry. Since 2005, I've been the co-owner of Nationwide Ventilation Limited, installing commercial kitchen ventilation. We've worked for the biggest names in the industry, including KFC and Taco Bell. The podcast gives you an insight into my journey and learnings along the way. Available on iTunes and Stitcher. Hey guys, Rob Terry here. Right, the five types of customers you don't want to have in your business. Now, everybody thinks they want all of the customers um, they can get their hands on, and that's not always the case. So these five types of customers I run from slow players, slow players, slow payers. Number two, clients with poor reputations. Number three, poor communicators. Number four, perfectionists. And number five, those that are always price driven. Now, everybody when they start out thinks that they want all of the clients they can get their hands on because when you're in business, you start out, you want everything you can get. Let me just adjust this chair, that's done. And, uh, hey dad. And uh, for that reason, we all take them on. That's right, my mum and dad, or dad has just tuned in and Connor has as well, hey guys. Um, right, so slow payers is the first one to deal with. Now, really, you don't want slow payers because they are basically using you for their cash flow. They may have an awful lot of work to give you and some of the um, slow player, uh, payers that are out there tend to be the bigger boys. Hey um, Sarah, you're right. Um, so the bigger boys, I mean, we've done, it's not always true. We work with a company called Mitchells and Butlers and they were always great. They paid on 30 days from month end, but generally speaking, the bigger you get, the slower the payers um, become. So the bigger businesses you deal with, the slower they're actually gonna pay you with and that completely fucks up your own cash flow. So you are basically acting as their bank. We've had it with um, some of the guys we've dealt with. It takes you anything up to 90 days to get paid by some of these guys. And it's kind of an almost, if you want their work, you've got to go with them. But for that reason, you don't want to be taking all of them on board because if it's taking you 90 days to get paid and you're having to pay out your materials or whatever it may be, your costs out on 30 days, obviously you've got a 60 day um, gap to be funded there, which is not ideal for your cash flow. It either means you've got to have really seriously good, um, a good amount of money in the bank, or you've got to string it out with your suppliers. The problem is stringing your suppliers out is then that trickles down down the line and they start to have problems themselves. So, and you'll probably find they'll end up putting you on stop things like that. So slow, pl- slow payers. Really getting words around the back front this morning. Slow payers are not the ideal type of clients to get and they're also the kind of clients that generally seem to be looking at trying to knock you down and knock off whatever they can so forget about the slow payers go for those you you know are good consistent payers and build up the relationship with them so that's number one slow payers number two clients with poor reputations sorry i've got another pop-up coming on there um Again, clients with poor reputations, they're not difficult to find. All you need to do is go and do a quick bit of Googling and trust me, um, you will soon find out about people. It's so easy, you can find pretty much anything you like these days on Google. Um, So go and check them. There is a reason they have poor reputations and trust me, you will find that out as soon as you start dealing with them. We've done it ourselves and we all get tempted and dragged into the, um, we wanna be working with the guys because obviously they've got work to give you. But generally speaking, they're the ones that turn to be a complete and utter pain in the arse because they always want everything cheaper. They want a discount once the work's done. They'll find snags to do. They'll find problems with it. And they'll just generally create problems for you 
when there's not actually really any problems there. So for that reason, try and stick away from those that have got poor reputations. It may simply be down to payment terms or something like that, but if you are concerned about it, speak to them first and nail it out to them first. Say, look guys, this is the problem we have with dealing with you guys, what could it be? So it could be X, Y, Z, a number of different reasons. Um, so yeah, for that reason, if you are concerned about it, chat to them, speak to them and see what it is. So poor reputations generally are a sense of there's something going on in the business. It could be that the business is on its last leg, so therefore it's got financial problems. It could be it treats its staff like shit. So therefore they, they, that then rolls through and uh, you get problems um, dealing with the staff members at the business as well. So try and drill into it first, see if you can. Obviously don't necessarily need to write them off, but generally speaking, it's an alarm bell if they've got a poor reputation and you wanna try and steer away from them. So that's number two. Now number three are poor communicators. They will have you running around in circles all day long. And it's not necessarily anything they're doing wrong. It's just purely the fact that you might not have the right information. They might not have given you the right information to work with. So you're working on the project, you hand the project back to them or you do a review on the project, they go, oh, that's not what we asked for. It's because they've not effectively communicated it properly to you in the first place. And what's gonna happen is poor communicators are gonna have you chasing blind alleys. You are gonna be running around trying to sort out problems for them because you don't even know if it's gonna be a problem or whatever it may be but there are always gonna be an issue. You cannot do and complete a project, a job, whatever it may be, to the best of your ability if they are not giving you the right information in the first place. So uh, it may be that you've gotta make sure that you nail it down yourself and you effectively make sure that you are getting the right details from them in the first place. But generally speaking, poor communicators tend to be that way. We find it a lot of the time. People come on and say, can you give us a price for this? So you price for it, send it back to them, that's fantastic. They then price uh, they then turn around and say, right, we've won that project, we're going to place the order with you guys. And uh, you get into the project and then all of a sudden you find that what you've actually priced for it is nothing like what they have, um, what, what they actually want because they've not given you the right information up front. So part of that can actually be um, down to you in making sure that you are making sure that you've got the right information to price from. But trust me, when they are poor communicators, they tend to stay that way. And we find it a lot where you find you think, oh, that's, that's a one-off. So, you, you know, you cut them a bit of slack to start with. Um, so, you you know, you carry on working, you do another couple of jobs and then down the line, they are still bloody poor communicators. And it is more time, the amount of extra resource you need to pump into them, the extra customer service, all of those kind of things, just to do something that you didn't have the right information for in the first place. Um, so that's, a, that's another one. So number four, the perfectionists, and it's an age old thing of perfectionists are gonna be the kind of people that are, um, you're gonna end up losing money on them. Trust me, there is no way on earth you will not, you will not make money out of perfectionists in terms of customers. So they're gonna be the kind of people that give you a spec, it changes because they've then changed their mind on what they want. It's not going back to poor communication. They've just physically, oh, I thought of a better way of doing this. I think we should do it like this. I wanna do it like this. So perfectionists are changing that or they are just never gonna be happy with the level of work that you give them. They're gonna snag everything. They're gonna cause, um, they're gonna keep you getting coming back. And you're just gonna spend so much time chasing down rabbit holes and blind warrens trying to, and it's where they are changing what they're talking about or changing the spec of what they want because they want to, um, they wanna get things perfect. And it's kind of goes back to the point of knowing when good enough is actually good enough. Um, and it, it quite often, 
there's the sort of the minimal viable product that you put out there and then you work from there on it. But with perfectionists, they just keep working on it, keep working on it, keep working it, and you will never deliver it. You will tie up so much extra time, so much extra resource, and so much extra money working with perfectionists that all you are gonna be doing is battering yourself down because you may allow X amount of time to do a project or X amount of materials, X amount of whatever it is, um, and they they just keep on going with you on that. So I'm just, sorry, I'm just trying to read what Connor's put here. Uh, Connor's said, perfectionists always think they can do a better job than what you are doing. Entirely right, Connor. Absolutely right, mate. And coming from your field of work, obviously the watch industry, you are the expert, you know what you're doing, but you get these people that think they know exactly what it is they're doing Therefore, they want to tell you what to do. So you've got to change things, you've got to change the material. And it can be just purely where they keep changing their own mind. They can never actually get to that point where they're happy with what it is they're doing. So they just keep changing and changing and changing. Like I say, that's going to do the same for you. You're going to keep changing. You're going to be allowing unallocated time, unallocated materials, unallocated resources, all of those types of things, just to try and get the project off the line. And then once you've done that bit, you do then sit there and you've got to that point and turn and say, right, that's it. They go, oh yeah, but this, 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 this still needs doing, that needs changing, wouldn't doing like that. And you've got to try and just nail it down and say to them, look guys, if you are dealing with something like that, give me an entire complete and utter list of everything you need to. And then once you've done it, you've ticked off all the boxes on the list, say, there you go, hand it over and walk away from them. Trust me, you do not want them as customers because we've had it ourselves where they're turning around to the little most minor of details and turning around and saying, what would be perfectly acceptable and perfectly normal to any other person in business, but because they're such a perfectionist, they want it done. And they're not gonna pay you till they get what they want. So again, they're gonna delay your cash flow and all of those kind of things. So you don't wanna be dealing with the perfectionists either. So right, moving on then to the final one, number five, those that are always price driven. Now we get this a lot in our industry, in the ventilation industry, because they turn around and say, I can get this done cheaper, buy. And you, you, you sort of, again, there's times when you want the work. I mean, let, let's be honest, there's always times when people are gonna want work because you need to feel, you need to hit your quotas for the month, you need to hit your quotas for the year, whatever it may be. So you think, ah, oh, take this work on, maybe a slightly reduced margin, but I'll take it on anyway. But the problem is with those that are always price driven is they don't give a fuck about anything else other than the bottom line. You can give them the best service in the world, the best product in the world, you can give them the best of everything that they would want, but they don't care because it is purely price driven. And as soon as you are dealing on price and price alone, it's a drive, it's a race to the bottom of the pile. It's a race to the bottom of the shit cart basically because all you are dealing with is people that are interested in the bottom line, the cost, the cost, the cost. Doesn't matter what value you bring, how good your product is or any of those sort of things, all of these people are interested in is the bottom line and the fact that you're doing it as cheaply as possible for that price. But these are also the kind of people that are gonna want um, um, a champagne but at lemonade prices. So they're gonna want the absolute best of what they can get, but they don't want to actually pay for the best of what they can get. So they're gonna be forever on your back about, can I have a discount for this? And even after you've then handed the project over, delivered the work, whatever it may be, they are then gonna turn around and go, hmm, actually, no, I'm still not happy with the price, I'm gonna change it for you. So the big thing is, at the end of the day, guys, all of these types of five customers, and we've come across all of these customers um, in their industry, they, they, 
the, the customer is not always right, trust me. The customer can be wrong. A lot of people are frightened with that to turn around and say the customer is right. They think the customer is always right and that's not the case. And it's easier and simpler and cheaper and quicker and to save your grief and anxiety and stress and all of those sleepless nights not to deal with these people, these people in the first instant. It's just simply quicker and simpler not to. Sorry, Connor's just another one here. It won't let me open up. Connor, can't read what you put. It won't let me open it up. Sorry, mate, can't read that one. So, right, they're the five types of customers. You will also have customers that you've come across that you don't like dealing with. So if you do, bang a comment afterwards and we can have a conversation, carry it on after this live. Um, I'll leave you guys to it now because it was only a quick live just to talk about five customers we've come across in our business. And when I say our business, that's the maintenance, ventilation, um, mentoring, all of those different types of things, property and all of the other things that we do that we've come across that we don't uh, or we struggle to deal with these guys. So uh, it's not just specific to the ventilation industry and I'm sure you guys have come across problems with these type of guys in the fields you're working in. It's fairly universal and they do tend to be, or it does tend to be a bit of a pattern in terms of what they um, actually are doing and um, uh, that repeats across all industries, guys. So right, leave you all to it. Catch up with you later on. Hope you've had a good weekend and looking forward to a good week and hope you achieve everything you need to achieve this week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Remember, folks, stay humble and let your success talk for you. See you later. I think we have to go.